0: All right, if you like what you're listening to, all right, if you like what you're listening to, subscribe. Hit subscribe wherever you find podcasts. Rate review us. Fall 1 Fiver's podcast. We talk 49er football all year round. Joe Shasky, Monte Hill on assignment. NBA Finals. I'm in a hotel here in Boston watching the Celtics and the Warriors duke it out in the uh, in the NBA Finals. The 49ers, meanwhile, are having mandatory OTAs. Now, and they are just plugging along. So if you like what you hear, if you're a big-time 49er fan like I am, Man, why are you not subscribed to this? Subscribe wherever you find podcasts, the 415 Fivers podcast. This is your go-to podcast for 49er football, wherever you find them. Hit, rate, review all the good things that you do with the podcast. Let's keep on trucking. Now, there was a rumor that was going around when it comes to the GM of the 49ers, John Lynch. John Lynch obviously is a guy who has been uh, a fantastic NFL player. We know that he played baseball when he was in college, could have been drafted into the big leagues. He obviously did television work once he got out. And now he's been the GM of the 49ers. And he was a fantastic broadcaster. And with the domino effect of all of the broadcasters switching spots this year in the offseason, Joe Buck leaving, Troy Aikman leaving, Chris Collinsworth staying with NBC, but now he's going to work with Tarico. Al Michaels going to Amazon, Kirk Herbstreit going over there. There was like all of this funny money being thrown around to all these broadcasters. And who ended up getting a phone call? But apparently John Lynch, the GM of the San Francisco 49ers, and he told Basically, all the reporters, it was a stupid amount of money. $15 million is a report. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money to turn down. And John Lynch is so damn good. And he has such a great perspective of just life. But also, if you got him in your booth as a broadcaster – he just he knows the NFL inside and out from a personnel standpoint, whether you think he's a great GM or not. He studies all these guys. He understands the inner workings of front offices and, and how to work those. So he's really good at at, at that aspect of football. And then obviously he, he has major insights on schemes because he's watching these things all the time and has the insight of a player. So he's so tapped in. I think he would have made a brilliant, brilliant addition to any broadcast. But I'm really happy that he's still here. I'm very, very happy that he's still here, and I think it's really cool for the 49ers that he ended up turning down generational stupid money because he wants to see this thing through and win with Kyle Shanahan. It would have been a very coveted job. It would have been an interesting job to fill. I don't know how many people want to work with Kyle Shanahan, and I'm not knocking Kyle. I'm asking that question legitimately out loud because we know Kyle kind of runs things. Um, Would they have elevated Adam Peters? I don't know. But I'm happy that John Lynch is back. And I think it's good for the 49ers that he's staying in-house. They've had a lot of different um, assistant coaches kind of leave the team. Robert Sala, McDaniels, take head coaching jobs, and they've lost coordinators. It's a lot of new moving parts. They have a new quarterback coach, Brian Greasy. It's good that the GM is staying because you want that consistency and solidified state for the San Francisco 49ers front office. Now you got Adam Peters staying – John Lynch staying, Parag's been a a mainstay for for many, many years, and Kyle Shanahan obviously staying. I think those things are good for this team. And after losing in heartbreak fashion in the NFC Championship game, you got to believe that John Lynch wants to see this thing through. But $15 million is a lot of money. $15 million is a lot of money, and I I have to admit, I'm I'm a little surprised he didn't take it. So I'm glad that John Lynch is staying. Another person who came back, but he's not staying, and he signed on a one-day year a one day deal to retire a 49er is all-time 49er legend Frank Gore. I mean, Frank Gore, number 21, drafted in the third round in 2005. A horrific draft, if you really go back and look at it. Aaron Rodgers, awesome. DeMarcus Ware, awesome. Alex Smith, not so much. Marion Barber, who just recently passed away, very sad there. A really good player coming out of the fourth round. But Frank Gore, outside of, where and Aaron Rodgers probably the third best player, second best player coming out of that draft. It's debatable. Um, Frank Gore, all time 49er legend, leader in the uh, in the 49er history in terms of rushing yards. And this is an organization that's got Joe the Jet Perry, John Henry Johnson, Roger Craig, Ken Willard. I mean, just some outstanding, outstanding 49er running backs over the years. Garrison Hearst. um. And Frank Gore stands atop all of them. And he represents so much to so many fans about my age who watch so many loser teams with a revolving door of offensive coordinators, ineptitude on defense, horrific quarterback play, no weapons on the outside. And you look up and this guy holds every record for running in a 49er uniform. It's it's impossible to really quantify to someone who didn't watch it what Frank Gore means to those OOs 49er teams before Harbaugh showed up. I mean, he was everything. And the thing that I always think about is had North Turner never left this team after the 1700-yard season, what would have happened? You know, what would have happened for Alex Smith? What would have happened for Frank Gore? Where would his numbers have been if he didn't have such horrible uh wide receiver play on the outside, horrible quarterback play, horrible offensive coordinator play. But the fact that he threw the test of time Stood here, and he's the number two, number three overall NFL rusher. It's just a testament to the heart and soul of Frank Gore. Anybody who knows his backstory knows that this guy basically raised his family, his grandmother, because his parents weren't alive and and around in his life. He's got like 15 brothers and sisters. What he represented at the U as a fifth string running back at times before blowing both ACLs, ruining both of his shoulders I mean, this guy was behind McGehee, Clinton Portis, Najee Davenport. I mean, the list goes on in terms of guys that he backed up at Miami. And the fact that he sits here atop all of those great running backs, Edrick James, and he's the guy with the most rushing yards, it goes to show the heart and soul of Frankie G. And everything that he represents is class personified, which is what the old golden age 49ers all represent, whether we go back to the Leo the Lion, Namalini, Bob St. Clair, Jerry Rice, Ronnie Lott, Montana, all the different guys you think of, heart, soul, class personified, and could have played in any era. Wasn't the fastest, wasn't the strongest, but he always churned out yards and was smart, so, so, so smart, and I just wish he would have got that ring. And it's kind of sad that Frank Gore, Joe Staley, Patrick Willis, all these guys are now retired. I feel old, number one, but number two, I look back on their careers and I go, damn, they just they never got that ring. And it just stings, and it hurts, and it sucks. And I think about all the years they wasted before Harbaugh showed up. Then I think of the heartbreak that they had those three straight years in the NFC Championship game. And it hurts even more that he didn't get that ring. And now everybody goes, what's your favorite Frank Gore play of all time? There's so many to to choose from. But I always go back to one play. It's the 2013 in January of 2014 uh, wild card round, 49ers at the Frozen Tundra against Aaron Rodgers. It's third and nine. Frank Gore's in the backfield, and it's a play where his hands don't even touch the ball. It personifies what Frank Gore means as a football player. Kaepernick drops back in the shotgun. Frank Gore goes from one side of the formation to the other side to pick up a blitz, seals the block on the blitz because he was such an outstanding blot, uh, a blitz picker-upper and blocker. And then Kaepernick scrambles for a first down. It puts the 49ers in position to kick a game-winning field goal. That's everything you need to know about Frank Gore heart, selflessness, making a play where there is no ball in your hand and no play to be made. Frankie G, all-time legend. I just wish he would have got the ball and five yards to go in the Super Bowl. It just, it's my heart that he never ended up getting that Super Bowl ring. And now all these legends, 52, 53 Bowman, 74 Joe Staley, 21 Frank Gore. Now they're all being immortalized as legends, but they didn't get their ring. And I go back to this current crop of Niners. They got to get their ring. Like they got to get their ring because you look back and you go, woulda, coulda, shoulda. And I feel so bad for Frank, but it doesn't take away anything. And I'm glad that the organization brought him back, signed him on a one-day deal. He should have retired a 49er. There's no doubt about it. No one should ever wear 21 ever again. All-time favorite running back in 49er history without a doubt. I love you, Frank Gore. And I'm happy that the 49ers brought you back and, It's appropriate that you signed a one year, a one day deal and came back to this team.